Jan, you know that I'm the hottest in the family, so I get all the dick pics. Marsha, why do you have to get all the dick pics? Jan, I just told you the reason. I'm the hottest in the family. You've got mail. Oh, Jan, there's something in the mail for you. What is it, Cindy? Oh, it's a dick pic addressed to me. Oh, wow. Jan, you're not wearing your glasses. It says to Marsha. Cindy doesn't know how to read. Oh, let me put on my glasses. Oh, it does say to Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! I have a special guest co-host today. Say your name. Michelle Payton. And you're listening to Please Send Send Dick Pigs. We're in the same room too, so that's good. (laughs) We're on a cool, we're on like a different setup for recording than, than usual. So that's fun. Um, how's your day going? Happy Memorial Day weekend. It's going good. I'm getting ready for work tonight. But yeah, it was good. Where do you work at right now? I work at an emergency room. Emergency room. Oh, man, that must be stressful. It can be. What are you most excited about? Uh, what are like the things that come into the emergency room that you're most excited about? Well, there's always always the people that you can can save their their life. life. That's That's very very exciting. I like to like things I can fix, like a dislocated dislocated finger, finger. (laughs) something in an ear that I can just pull out. Oh, that's so easy things like almost like a child coming to you in the kitchen and you're like oh okay you have something in your eye all right or something Cute. simple <laughs> yeah because they were really scared and I fixed it and then they can go home it's completely when they're scared they're conscious so that's good exactly. <laughs> um what is I so we're gonna talk about comedy at some point but what's the uh let's see is what's the busiest holiday for emergencies that you've Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. The sales? No, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. 
burns, cutting their finger. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. Oh, so like a lot of turkey, like maybe like frying the turkey and it like burned them or or worse or like their husband burned them or like like a lot of like dinner wars maybe yeah. and they just like oh i burn myself on the stove but you know that like maybe a family member yeah. i don't know <laughs> just making that up oh uh, well i just worked in banking most of my life um <laughs> i don't know do you suggest do you suggest going into the to that line of work I certainly love it. It, it, fits, my it fits my personality, but definitely not everyone. It probably makes you super funny too. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so what got you into, you do comedy now. Um, how long have you been doing it? Um, I've been doing comedy for four months. Four months. So mm-hmm. very new. I, I Fell in love with comedy in San Francisco, Francisco. and I was shaken. shaken. I have like backwards self-esteem, where I can accomplish something, something. and then I'm like, oh my god, I can accomplish accomplish this. It's very different. Different. Oh, backwards self-esteem. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a joke about it? That sounds like a fun subject. No, I think I've I've worked I've on worked some on jokes, jokes about, about it. it. Um but no I don't know anything that's good yet. yet. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> Maybe a premise. A premise. <laughs> Your uh, presentation is good. I because I've done a show with you. Um what have you been watching comedy for a while? Yes. yes. Certainly my whole life. Certainly my whole life. Any favorite comics? Uh Whitney Cummings Whitney is one of my one favorites. Of my favorites. Um, Chelsea Handler. Um, Chelsea Handler. I loved Brody Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. And I, 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 I watching, watching Ali Wong, Ali Wong kind of Ali come Wong into her, own, her own was just amazing. Was just amazing. <gasps> Did you know her in San Francisco? Was she in San Fran? She was she in was San, San Fran, Fran when I was there, there and so and I saw her a few times. Time. And I think that I think maybe that watching that special kind of brought back of this is something that you can do. Yeah. Really about one subject, that whole special. Yeah. Or her specials are just about one subject and she's pregnant while doing it. And it's about that and mostly and family. And, um, so what, what was she always talking about that? Cause I don't know early Ali Wong stuff. I just no. watch her Instagram videos. Sometimes. No, it wasn't. Um, because she had because never, she never thought that that was going to happen is my impression. Oh, that's right. She never thought she was going to be the type of person to get married and have a family. And now she yeah, does. It's just super cool. I, um, I kind of got that about her. Like she, Tom and she's like, fuck this. Like what? <laughs> like, but it's here. I have to deal with it. Um, I got that kind of vibe, but that is that cause her, um, up is so like, it's a borderline rage. Like, I feel like it's borderline energetically. Like, why is this? Like, what do you mean? I can't explain it. Like, how would you describe her? I wonder if that is just how in her family in that her they family. just communicated. I don't know because I'm not there, but I've seen that a few times in Asian families. that They just kind of talk fast and purposeful. Purposeful. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's what it is. It's fast and purposeful. Okay. Which is fun. If you're in the, in the groove just to keep going, that is so fun. Um, she kind of just like, wow, that's so cool. You got to see her before I, before everyone saw her on Netflix. She didn't want, would really go anywhere. Um, I'm going to get out of this. Okay. Um, I just played a Target commercial on my computer. I hope no one heard that. So um, (laughs) I just accidentally Thanksgiving two day sale. They're already advertising. So um, what, um, where are you from San Fran? I lived there for a while after college, but no, I'm originally born and raised in Colorado. Oh, that's right. Um, You're a Broncos fan. I am. Since childhood. Uh, Yes. Hardcore Broncos fan. I was a fan of Dallas Cowboys because my dad was from New Mexico, so that was forced on me. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cardinals were not good <laughs> before Jake Plummer. It was just like, mm-hmm. eh. <laughs> like um, I can relate to that. Uh, so, what part of Denver? I'm not anywhere near Denver. Oh, sorry. What part of? Uh, I said Denver as if it was Colorado. Like Denver is the whole state. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm from a farming community called the San Luis Valley. And it's in central southern Colorado. And so is there anything like that? Were your parents funny or anything that like, is there anything that like you remember from childhood that really got you into comedy where like you look back and you're like, oh, all that happened. And now I understand why I like comedy. I mean, if you want to say out of some tragedy comes comedy, like, I, no, I didn't. Or a funny parent, maybe. here. I just had funny circumstances. Remember one in particular? I'd love to hear it. <laughs> um, golly, that's hard. Um. No, just things just like weren't normal. Like I any like in, cow tipping? <laughs> no cow. You can't tip a cow. <laughs> that was real or not? <laughs> My dad grew up on a farm. I don't know if that's a real thing. Um, uh, snowmobiling. That's like a big thing, and then you can like sometimes hit like a snowbank and fly up. Fly right into the grocery store where you're gonna go anyway. Right. No. <laughs> Like wearing shorts to school because it was cool, but you lived in the San Luis Valley and it's like negative 10 degrees with a wind chill. Oh, wow. So you'd wear shorts or people would wear shorts just to like... I I would try to and my mom would be like, you can't go to school looking like you don't have a mother. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Um, Up in like Canton, Ohio, she remembers slipping on ice on the way to school. Did that happen a lot? Or just your car slipping? Yes, because you also walk to school. There is no, like, I see bus picking kids up to go, like, a block, and that doesn't happen. (laughs) No, yeah. I remember walking all the time. Wow, that must have been. So what do you think about, are they um, legalization of all the drugs in Colorado? So as someone that works in the emergency department, nothing is free. I'm all for the legalization, specifically decriminalization of marijuana, but nothing is free. So what they are seeing there in their studies is people are basically overdosing on marijuana. Um, It's causing them to have violent episodes of vomiting. And children are getting into edibles 
which is a serious problem because it's making them very ill, children and pets. So we just need to educate more, I think. I'm not opposed to the legalization of marijuana. I've voted for it numerous times, but everything has a cost. So you're seeing, um, you're seeing overdosing of marijuana, like death or, um, it's not death, but it's, they're coming in so sick, violently vomiting. It's pretty nasty. I've heard about some drugs causing psychotic episodes, like just like if you had the gene for schizophrenia, it's just like opening that up or something. Right. Um, I've heard that or something, maybe not CBD, but. No, you're absolutely right. Um, With THC, that is a component. And it's sometimes hard to know, was that always there? Did it unleash it? And can you put it back in the box? But there's also, we haven't been able to, as a medical community, research marijuana use in medicine because it's illegal federally. So we're at a very big disadvantage of studying and knowing side effects and knowing what causes what, because we can't study it. Enough long-term use, right? I mean, there's use, but it wasn't like care. And now it's like that it's legal. They're trying to, they can't, they have to wait till they can study it longer, right? To find out, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, meth causing psychotic episodes, like unleashing a someone had and like they stabbed their eyes out or something because they were just hallucinating or um i guess matthew might hallucinate anyway that's not you know weed obviously but um weed would be the safe one i mean i'm i um smoke weed for the first time a couple years ago like this fall it'd be two years and uh person like i do feel um, I felt like if I had smoke, like smoke CBD or something, right. Like I, it feels calming, but then I feel like I can't really deal with issues as well. Like if I don't smoke CBD, I feel like things that happen, I'm just like, I need to meditate. I need to meditate and do something to like deal with that. And, you know, you feel it like the stress in your chest or wherever you feel the stress that like, you can't really deal with things as well. Is that something you've noticed or? Well, I don't smoke pot. <laughs> um, is, and But I think that that is a thing, is there's two kinds of crutches. Like, I don't think that there's much of a physical um, addiction to marijuana like there would be with meth, crack, cocaine, heroin. That's a physical situation. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that having a more calmer peace of mind would be very addicting. Yeah. And not necessarily in a bad way. I don't want to ever be the person that's like, oh, I demonize marijuana. I am unable to smoke it because of my job. And it's just, again, nothing's free. There's, and by that, there's some, there's some things that there's some side effects. Yeah. It's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. You can overdose on water. True. I think there's people on a radio station years ago where they all like were challenging each other on the radio station to drink like what three gallons of water each. And they, I think two of them died or something like it's too much. It's, um, you can be too healthy. (laughs) You can be too. (laughs) And you got too much because you drowned. Um, you you drowned by self-infliction. Yep. Um, 
So, oh, I want to go into like, do you have any news stories that you saw recently? That sounds like a news thing we just said, actually, but um, I do. And first and foremost, this is very traumatizing to me. Okay, fun. All right. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. So two baby anacondas were born in a female exhibit in a New England zoo. So there was only mama snakes. And now she has two babies. Babies born from one anaconda? Yeah, with only females in the exhibit. Oh. Yeah. This is traumatizing. Well, I'm terrified of snakes. Oh, okay. Okay. And I decided to use it because it just, I thought I got rid of it on Twitter and Facebook and it just kept showing up and it's a picture of the snake and it terrifies oh, me. me. So you're trying to get rid of the story. It's traumatizing because you keep saying, I don't want to see this type of story. You're like, please give this story. Like, I did not ask for this. <laughs> like, um, so let me type. I want to see them. I'm sorry. I don't mean to like traumatize you, but I am on a different part. I'm on a different side of the desk. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. I won't see the snake anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, so cute. I'm just kidding. There. <laughs> I um have always been scared of snakes as well and bugs. Yeah. My dad has a snake skin in his room. Like there is a sna- I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk. This is just for the listeners. You can like plug your ears. Um, but uh, there was a snake like on a boat when we were camping. Like some snake showed up. I swear a Mesa backyard or I swear it was a. I don't know. He must have snuck in. It was very long. And then I think it got skinned. And then his skin is pinned on a board. So that's a good result for you. Like just skin. But I'm, I'm like, let's have no skin around the house. Like, let's not, it's like 20 years old. It's like very crispy. It's very, um, um, like I swear, I just remember as a kid walking up to the backyard, my dad had the boat upside down, like a canoe upside down. And there was a snake across it. And I'm like, I don't think those are naturally occurring in Mesa. And I forgot, I think I was like five. I don't remember the story. I got to ask him, like, how did we get that snake? Like how it's, it was like, it looked almost boa constrictor. It wasn't a boa constrictor, I don't think, but it was like, sorry. Hey dogs. She has a dog in here. Hey dog. That, um, she's, this dog is laying down right now. That snake was super long and I just can't even, I don't know if my dad skinned it because he grew up on a farm. He did a lot of crazy things. He drowned kittens. Like he did things that are unheard of. Like, as a vegan, I just can't believe what he did. I don't know. So, anyways, I don't know how that happened. I should ask him sometime. Um, like, there's a board, like a piece of wood that it, the skin was pinned on. And I'm like, nice trophy, I guess, you know, like. Yeah. We've seen those before, too, growing up in, like, the country area of like are getting rattlesnakes where you keep the rattle in their skin and yeah I don't yeah, know he, oh, he did have, I think he did have it's at the end yeah I'm just like before you're vegan as a kid you're just like whatever but then like my my grandparents had like big bison bison uh, bus attached to their walls and deer and all that stuff so at it you're like what you're like, cool, and then you just move on, you know, <laughs> unless you're a vegan kid. That's different. Um, I don't know what to think about that. Um, so I'll bring up a story. 
actually, I wanted to use this. Sorry, guys, whoever's listening. I haven't been doing as many podcast episodes outside the podcast. But um, there is a story. I'm, I'm going to send it to you right now. Can you get into your messenger or your phone? Mm-hmm. Okay. This was a few weeks ago, but I just thought it was so interesting because I love like murder documentaries and mm-hmm. um, analyzing the psychology of like why people do things. Just because I, from a, I think from like an actor background, I just love knowing why people do things. So this was ago, this girl saving this story for the podcast. Whenever I record the next episode, she basically, I think sent 150,000 text messages to a guy that wouldn't talk to her. And she is, um, you know, on trial or was on trial probably in, um, cause it's, it sounds like a stalker possibly. I don't know if that's stalker, you know, vibes, but, um, she's, uh, I think she's still like in this interview in jail or wherever she was being held during trial. She said that she still thinks they'll get married. Um, yeah, 159,000 messages. I'm trying to get the story to open up. Is it going to open up? Like, what? I, I think it's weird that, okay, I think it's weird that people go to jail for sending a text, right? Like, where is the threshold? Like, that's a lot of texts, so I get it if it's, like, a stalker, right? I've never sent that many. I'm not interested in talking to people that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if someone's not interested in me, like, interested from the beginning i'm like whatever we're done like um but i just wonder like how many texts to how many texts for 20 years in prison like how many texts for 30 years like how many (laughs) is it 100 texts for like a month in prison i don't know yeah and i guess the thing is is that i wouldn't really know because I'm I'm married and my husband and i don't talk to text that much we're (laughs) kind of chill and I, very nice, <laughs> very good guy. No, <laughs> he is, he is. But, and then it's just, you know, if anyone has ever been stalked as a woman, it's always there's not enough evidence. There's not enough evidence. And so I don't, I don't know what that standard is. I don't know what else versus just the texting. Clearly, right. that's excessive. I, I get that. But I mean. This is dark, but men have like raped women and have been out with good behavior and served no jail time. You're right. So I don't well, have that answer. My demon's in her, but we can't prove it. <laughs> yeah. Like we can't. She did the rape kit. Well, it's too late to prove it. You know. Well, I don't know if the rape kit does that include. What, what does a rape kit include? Um, I'm not a sane nurse, um, so I don't know exactly. But my guess is it's usually anything that was on the body, including skin samples um, from. Okay. Uh, uh, gynecological examination, fingernails, hair, teeth. They have to try to, to pull a lot of those things. Are a lot of those things unsuccessful in prosecuting the rapist? It depends. Well, I, I don't have any specifics, but basically, no, it's very helpful if the rape kits get processed. So it's always a matter of... It is helpful. Yeah, if the rape kits get processed, yes, there's a much higher... Uh, chance that you will catch the rapist. Okay. So, well, that's good. <laughs> um, it's just such a gray line about, because there's also like a girl who was prosecuted for telling someone uh, Kevorkian style to kill himself. Like, oh, like 
you were trying to kill yourself, friend. Well, then just do it. Like that sort of thing. Like she got in trouble for that. It was a girl in her teens, I think. Maybe it was more dramatic than that. But it's like, I don't know. Everything's so gray as far as, um, or getting prosecuted for just like, if I tell you your hair looks nice and then you shave it, you're like, oh. Or if I say, like, if someone says they don't like my hair, my head then, and I'm gonna like, oh. I'm going to report them, you know, like my hair, it made me shave my head, you know, like, can they prosecute that? I think so weird. The criminal justice system is so funny because there's being arrested, but you can get arrested for anything. And then there's being tried and found guilty. So typically in those situations, you see so much more of the evidence of exactly the nitty gritty of what happened versus what you're going to see on TV or in a news clip. Oh, yeah. Um, um, do you think women are prosecuted for weird things, like weird gray? I mean, yeah, the, the stalker person, I don't want her after me. Like, I don't, you know, put her away, please. So, you know, put her somewhere in another state, maybe, or just so I, or I can move or something. The truth is, is I just don't know the answer to that question. I think we know statistically that the majority of women that are prosecuted or like fighting back a lot of times in a domestic relation situation or a drug situation, um, prostitution, there's not, they definitely don't get as many violent crimes. Yeah. There's a show I've been watching. I think it's an old show on Netflix. It's not women in prison, but it's something like that where it's like coerced and doing a crime Mm -hmm. (laughs) just because, oh, you know, Sammy told me to, or um, they were an accomplice. A lot of them were just accomplices. Yeah. And they didn't really want to be necessarily, but maybe they were on or just helping out or just happened to be there Mm -hmm. and they're like serving time. So that's some of them actually did murder people but I think it was still like maybe that's the show's premise is to find when a male told them to do something maybe that's the whole premise of the show is like you know and then now they're in prison for it uh, for being involved I don't know that seems to be like what that show is about my husband can't get me to vacuum the floor so I don't know he what? my husband can't get me to vacuum the floor so I don't know we're comedians we can't be told what to do girl we have a brain (laughs) like if you're a comedian you think too much anyway and you're not gonna do shit you're going to be like, you do your thing. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to sleep. Okay. I'm <laughs> just going to go to sleep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, my whole life I've been like smart like that though. Like I've never been like, oh, I should, I think I might come across like, oh, I'll do anything. But like, I don't know. Like I seem, I might seem like, ah, oh, like this happy. Oh, but I'm like, no, I overthink. And I say, no, <laughs> for myself. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm very similar. And I think I grew up in a very chaotic environment where at at some point I just had to look out for myself first. And so that's always interesting. And I tried for a long time to be what someone else wanted me to be. And I was (laughs) so shit at it that it wasn't worth it. Oh, and then you feel fake, like, and then it's a lie, and then you just feel unfulfilled. So um, were you alone a lot as a kid? Like, I was just alone in my house a lot, like, maybe watching my brother or just alone. I can't explain it. Like, I was alone a lot in my house. My parents worked a lot 
at like a corporation and then I moved out on my own. So it's like, I'm just always used to being by myself. I'm, I was very similar. And I was also, I have half brothers and sisters and stepbrothers and sisters, but I was also an only child for the majority of the time when I was with my mom. So I didn't have a lot of toys. I read so many books because we were poor and so I spent a lot of time alone. Did you ever make up characters or? Oh yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. always talking. I mean, I talk to myself like sometimes. I know someone who talks to themselves. I work at a, a corporate job right now, and he talks to himself just at his desk. And he's like way younger than me. And I'm like, be on YouTube, you know? Like he's talking about sports, like his fantasy team or something. He's really cool. He's like a rapper. Um, but nowadays, if you talk to yourself, just have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Like you're. Or have your own podcast where you have no guests. <laughs> yeah. Just you talking about a subject, um, which is just like the selfish way to go, but um, and not getting any insight from anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I have trouble with, I don't even know how, so I don't even know how, no offense, I don't even know how you're married because I like, I don't, I'm so alone, I don't really trust, um, really trust like, like how do you know when to trust? Okay, I probably can figure it out, but if you have suggestions. Go ahead. Uh, I'm so lucky because Wayne likes me for exactly who I am. And we try to limit each other's expectations. Limit each other's expectations? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, that's good. Just, and not, that sounds so, no, just. The bar low, like a little bit. Be honest about what you need and you want. So we have a funny story where. When we first moved in together, I'd lived by myself for a long time. Oh, girl. Okay. And I was going to the coffee maker and he stopped me and told me how cute I was. Coffee maker? Yeah, the coffee maker going to get coffee in the morning. Okay. At a place or something? No, at my house. At your house. Okay. And he stood between me and the coffee maker and told Uh, me I was cute. I was cute. Oh. And I lost it. Like, don't patronize don't me. Patronize. And I was serious. I thought he was just digging at me in the morning because I just wasn't used oh. to having an interaction. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm like, kind of like, get out of my way, please. I need to get my coffee and leave. Yeah. So he was already living with, like, this is a scenario where he was living with you. The or first just week that he was living with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a morning text that you are just like, nah. But he's like in your face with the morning text with his words. Right there. <laughs> it's a text, a screen you can't get away from. It's like a person. Okay. That's, yeah. So that like broke you down. You're like, I am cute. I guess my mom said, you know, you're a lot of things, but cute in the morning is not one of them. <laughs> your mom. <laughs> well, she created you. So same for her. Okay. She said, if someone thinks that about you legitimately, you should probably hold on to them. And oh. it's worked out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I think I had a guy that was that nice and I dumped him because he was too hairy. <laughs> he was a bear, you know, like. I don't fault you. Okay, thank you. No. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I just, uh, living alone for the rest of my life. Like I'm pretty much, cause, uh, sometimes, you know, other people's problems, right. Are hard to deal with. Like, you just don't, I'm like, 
that's you. Like, leave me alone. Leave me, like, we're together. Leave me out of this. <laughs> that's that's your mental health problem. I have my own. Thanks. Yeah. I bring my <laughs> mental health problems in my marriage. So you bring most of them to the marriage. Yeah, I think oh. I'm, the, I'm definitely the damaged one. Well, comedian. So uh, like, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I'm like that damaged, but I'm still a comedian. So. But when you start journaling, if you start journaling, you realize, oh, maybe I have some things going on. Like if I, con- I, I constantly want to write 10 pages nonstop every day and I'm like, might be some of it's still the same stuff. Some of it's just like me rhyming through things, like just writing a poem or something or something silly and sometimes just throw it away. But um, yeah, at work, when I got my job, I, haven't, I didn't have a job for two years um, after another corporate job, PayPal. Up through a temp agency and it's pretty good um it's very boring but we have a lot of freedom but yet we don't like there's no adherence to a certain time for lunch or breaks but but we need to be there which is kind of hard because like you get sleepy you know it's so weird so it's opposite of emergency room <laughs> like that sounds way more exciting like you're a tv show but you're not it's real life um but uh um I didn't have a job for two years and um, what was I going to say? I just like always sidetrack myself. I'm sorry. It's the CBD. See my memory is going. Um, fuck. What was it? Anyway, it's, I was going to say, so I'll see if it comes back up. That's embarrassing. So, um, you know, I'm 34. I'm just losing my mind. Um, oh, oh, oh. So at work I would journal to, just because like the training was so boring and just to stop from falling asleep, I started journaling again. And I would do like 10 pages during our time, like five to 10 pages. And sometimes I don't want to talk about, doesn't it bring on more problems to talk about problems? I'm kind of like on the fence about that. Like if I journal about a problem, right. Or something, do does that just bring the energy of more problems or do you think it actually releases it? Cause I felt like relief, of course. I think it could be both. I think it could do both. I think that depends ultimately on your mindset of was this cathartic versus was this something that I need to lament on some more? Yeah. Lament on a lot is the key. (laughs) Some things, right. You just keep like, it keeps coming up in your journal. Like I thought I was over this. Like I thought I was this. No, I have that all the time. I, I have that all the time where I think, okay, I've, this is settled business and, then something happens and I say, Oh, this is not settled business. That triggers you a little bit inside. Yeah. Little stress. You're like, why do I feel stressed about this? No, no. Where's my CBD? I don't have it. Oh, I, t- I told myself I wouldn't smoke CBD anymore just to see if I can like remember my thoughts. Like I just forgot, um, <laughs> during, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to try to deal with this and just, yeah. I'll guess you're, Celebrity Dick of the Week. Describe him. Could be actually a TV show, by the way. It could be anything. Oh. I know. Maybe it's you know, too late to tell you that. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to guess. Okay. Um, well, this is a female. Okay. She is a former model and reality star. Uh, any more details? <laughs> um she was really big in the early 2000s is when she was oh in God. reality star. I'm sure she's done a big brother appearance. 
Oh. From Big Brother? She's not from Big Brother. She was initially a model. model. She's considered okay. the first supermodel. First, the first supermodel ever, or or um. Well, like in the wave of the first supermodel. I was thinking Cindy Crawford, 90s. Was she just a model or was she mm-hmm. a supermodel? Well, she was definitely she was a supermodel. Was she like the first supermodel of the early 2000s? Well, she was, well, she was, she was not in the 2000s. Oh, sorry. She, that's when her reality show was hitting. Oh, oh, is, she is she dead? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking of this blonde. Um, no, definitely not blonde. Okay. Do, yeah, what's the hair color? Brown. Brown. Type name or like a type, like a yes. Woodrow or Woodrow or Woodward or it's a, Wood. It's a Inson. So it's definitely a Dickerson. Oh, it's a Dickerson. Oh, fuck. Dickinson. Dick, it's a Dickinson, like an Emily mm-hmm. Dickinson, but just opposite of that. She's not writing poetry. She's modeling <laughs> or not writing <laughs> in the, in a cabin somewhere. Um, Anything that would give her away? Because I might See, need to funnel I, this down and give it away, right? Yeah, no, I was. It's. I felt bad because I thought that it was just so generic that it would. So she was um, one of the judges on America's Next Top Model in two thousand. In the early two thousands, she a Victoria's Secret model ever? No. Okay. Um, I'm starting to Google this. I'm starting to cheat. I'm no, sorry. I may it, not even get it. it. I may not even raise this the whole podcast, but that'd be fun. Um, oh, is, is anyone screaming at the podcast right now going, it's so-and-so. I can't believe you don't know. Oh, I would not have this. Is it Janice? Yeah. Janice. Sorry. Janice. 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 Same. You did not watch <laughs> enough reality TV in the 2000s. Watch uh, Real World a little bit. Um, what else did I watch? murders <laughs> i would watch take line 2020 the murder you know the hour like they thought oh about wow when I was yeah. here. um uh, my street was on my i lived i grew up on stapley drive and my street was on 2020 because of the shooters that were in phoenix in 2006 do you remember that oh yeah 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 so there's baseline killer and then there's someone on my street baseline killer doing stapley drive gilbert road and baseline and so Gilbert Road, sorry, I had a friend who died in a neighborhood, uh, a neighborhood of maybe a half a mile from here, mm-hmm. uh, a high school friend who got shot by one of these people. Um, but uh, like, I'd say 2006, she got shot. She's dead. So that's, eh, that's so sad. But um, yeah, I think it was like two people that were just shooting people on Safely Drive, like, like early in the morning between like, if it was dark. If it was like 10 p.m. to like 6 a.m., you were just not, no one was outside. <laughs> you know, like that was yeah. the time that they were striking. And um, they'd try to shoot people biking to work, you know, like try to, they would miss, but like, uh, I didn't know. But um, not, yeah. So Baseline Killer was getting people at bus stops. And I was scared to take the bus. I was taking the bus. And I was like, oh no, like, what if he goes from Baseline to the streets I take, which is like yeah. Southern yeah. to college? see mesa community college that's so yeah yeah i'd be like i was thing when i wish i had cbd back then right just right yeah (laughs) that's stressful um i already think like if i cross the street 
to take the bus to catch the bus. I always, I always, always had dreams that, or like the early morning dreams when like have a just a worry that I'm going to get hit by a car trying to cross the street because I don't cross at the light by my house. I would cross, you know, wouldn't waste my time walking to the light. <laughs> yeah, I almost died in San Francisco doing that one time. So I oh. typically go to the crosswalk. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, now they have like the halfway crosswalks, which has been nice. Like they started putting those up. Yeah, definitely. But San Francisco, I saw, um, there, I saw like Tim Burton there when he was scouting for. No. That was by accident. So that was just a random. <laughs> no, it was very early 20s. I was very broke. Being in San Francisco was pretty miserable yeah. at that time. And your parents were like, we need to live here. No, I went after college. They never lived here. They never lived there. You went there. I just was going to go to the big city. And I didn't want to go to New York because they have snow. Yeah, right. <laughs> I grew up in one of the coldest places in the nation and I just, so I went there and made it, you know, made it work, but I ended up coming back to Arizona. It was good. You, um, when you went to San Francisco, was it just no plan or just like just be in a big city to do what you want to do or you knew what you wanted to do? Well, no, it was a plan. My, my bachelor's degree is in fashion merchandising. So I worked for oh. Macy's in their buying Oh, office. wow transferred there or you worked for them there no i no, just I went just there and started. gave him my yeah, resume and cried a lot and then i got a job are they paying you per hour for san francisco <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing <laughs> you want to live here well yeah everything is everything, everything was, was extremely expensive i ended up getting a second job bartending on a little like party, party cruise, cruise boat, boat around, around the bay, bay. Mm-hmm. And I would, That's make, fun. I would supplement my income that way to make rent and stuff. And then at some point where you out of food a lot and you're just like, I need to get out of here. Like what made you move to? I moved back, um, partially because of my husband. Um, so yeah, I have done something for, you know, for love, I guess, but, um, no, it was, just, it was, it was getting tiresome, um, working two jobs to, pay rent and yeah out of food I wasn't so bad I dated a bartender that was catacorny at the bar that was catacorner from my house so I was able to drink pretty cheaply if I went it was there. like your food <laughs> yeah your escape like like did you drink to like escape like the you know what I mean like the reality of like the situation did you do any of that kind of stuff I don't know that that's the case. I just, I'm pretty unapologetic in a lot of my behavior because I just, it, I just don't care. I've said that what I've done to myself is maybe not even as bad as what other people have done to me. And oh, yeah, yeah, this is really dark, but I just, I mean, there were times when I would just drink too much. And then there are times now where, you know, just drinking that much is ha- the nice. repercussions. I can't bounce back. I'm yeah. old. <laughs> oh, oh, you're old. I no. I uh, are you in your thirties? Yeah. yeah. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're yeah we're on the uh, we're we're approaching forty more than we're You're approaching, approaching 40. thirty. Oh, okay. Towards the forty range. I love 
I love age. I just like announcing it. Like veganism. I'm just like, I'm 34. And they're like, oh, what? Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I do yoga with my face. I do the face yoga. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Actually, is um, I notice like my neck like hurts more. Like my shoulders have always hurt since since I was younger. Like the stress you keep in your shoulders, and my knees always hurt since like nineteen. I think I did a lot of track, like a lot of shot put. Like not even running, just like running, but not competitively. But um, a lot of the the people throw the rocks and throw those like, and the girls who were way bigger than me so good at it and there's one girl who was my size that was really good at it but the rest of us were just like uh, you know so hard to throw um, um i do i think i'll talk about my celebrity real quick before i forget yeah. also a person uh well i don't want i'll give you a few things i'll say i'll narrow it down but um uh, so a white newspaper reporter created it in like 70s. Dick Tracy. Oh, I've done that one. No. Yeah, I love that one, but that's not oh, it. Oh, darn it. Uh, studio wanted to shoot in Los Angeles. It was filmed in New York City, though. There's shots of Times Square and Greenwich Village. Uh, what else? Uh, the mustache in this movie was non-negotiable. What when was the movie shot? Seventies, you said. I think it was like came, it came out in seventy one. I think. Yeah. July second, nineteen seventy one. It was a black private dick. That's a sex machine to all the chicks. Exploitation. I think that's what their description said. Uh, the director put his magazine in the movie. Okay, magazine. I guess the the magazine essence is prominently displayed, and that's no accident. Um, in the film was a real mobster. Wow, Bumpy Jonas was a real mobster in heart. Uh, she's the daughter of Harlem crime kingpin. So most of the movie tracking down a kidnapped girl, and she's the daughter of a Harlem crime. Kingpin, Bumpy Jonas, oh and Bumpy God. was not a Hollywood invention. Um, I, I can narrow this down more. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just. Uh, uh, and now I just. I wish I could be Kristen Wig. Wig in an SNL scale sketch where she just announces it. It's like the word, like don't say this word, but describe it, and then she just says it. <laughs> it's, exactly. it's it's a funny yeah. sketch. <laughs> She's there old game show or something so it's a movie and a person it's a comic book series too in 2000 there's a reboot starring samuel l jackson there's a reboot i think on the screen oh yeah there has been no new blank movie since the 2000 reboot starring samuel l jackson but dynamite entertainment began printing blank comic book series in 2014 that probably does not help you but maybe shaft oh yeah did you did you search <laughs> no, it just makes so much yeah, sense. So much. Darn it. <laughs> I know it's good. I just figured I should bring that one up at some point because it's an obvious dick move. Like it's an obviously dick related name. So Shaft. I don't even know his name. Um, uh, Richard Roundtree. Is that him? Yeah, maybe. Let's see. Sorry, everyone listening. I just know the theme song and I know that it, uh, I think the theme song, song has a nice little 
Oh yeah, it's it's Richard Roundtree. Just set for life after that movie. I bet you know. There's always movies that are made. You're not sure if they're gonna do well, but mm-hmm. you're not. I'm not sure of anything. Like this podcast, I don't know what's gonna do well. <laughs> like you keep going, and you're just like into it. If you're like focused on learning something about what you're doing, or not thinking about the bigger picture, like oh, is it gonna make it? But think about like. And just improving. Yeah. I, I just, I think that's my philosophy in life. It's just like, it's a process of improving whatever I'm trying to do. Cause you can get stuck and sad and just think you're not. Yeah. Going anywhere. That's where CBD comes in. It can just make you forget all that. Um, and then you just kind of don't do anything. <laughs> you just kind of like put things off. Red wine and <laughs> coffee is my, those are my crutches. I like coffee. Yeah. Um, do you ever, have you ever had red wine and coffee like in the same five minutes? Like just an upper and a downer? It's like a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good combo? Um, well, I love coffee. And so a lot of times I'll get... Up, most of the time it is decaf, but I'll get like a decaf coffee and, and I'll finish my wine or whatever at dinner. Her decaf coffee was the beans that no one wanted. Like <laughs> I heard it's the... Um, let's see. There's something about decaf coffee. Uh, I sometimes drink it too at work. Our work has shitty coffee. Oh my God. But we are across the parking lot from a Starbucks, which is, eh, they're, it's okay. But um, my work has this container. It's massive. It's really hot, but they never clean it. So I'm not sure how, if we have coffee grounds from the 80s in there, you know, like the water, I don't know. Like, anyways, it's scary. Um, I'll say, what is decaf coffee? I don't want to the decaf coffee but i just i i would hear like mormon joke i'm not mormon by the way i don't know if i look mormon but uh i would hear yeah we look like we belong in a cult or a compound we do look like we came out of a compound and got saved like kimmy schmidt style we would be cast in that show easily we yes um i worked at a starbucks in albertson's where like and out like a, a grocery store Starbucks where this lady was Mormon and she would come by and get coffee, but she was converted. Boobs, big fake boobs. She's like, please don't tell my husband I come here, you know? Um, Cause she would get decaf and she thought that was safe or something. And I'm like, that's still coffee. You're still breaking the Bible, the Mormon Bible. So what is D de- what is. Oh man. I, I wish this article would just give me a straight answer. Um, is it better to drink decaf? Yeah, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't pose a risk with your cardiovascular system as much. So that's good. <laughs> but I was trying to find the thing that talked about what it was. Too long to look it up, I guess. Um. Anyways, I just heard it was like the beans that were rejected. I'm like, that's nice, but they'd still just be coffee if that's the case, you know. Not decaf coffee. Um, well, I think it. Um, I think it might be yeah, the beans that nobody uses, and I think that they have to like extract out the caffeine, like put it through water, maybe exactly. heat it up, and so that's why it's never going to have as much flavor as a caffeinated coffee. Bad cholesterol, like because coffee has the good and bad cholesterol if you don't like filter it right. Well, coffee has oil in it naturally, yeah. yeah. Me that a bean. Do black beans have oils? Of course. <laughs> I just thought they were putting water 
water and that was it. Like, because <laughs> no, no, no. you're always yeah. like getting the water out of the can or buying it dry and then cooking it. Oh, what shows are coming up for you? Oh, I have a big show on uh, May 30th. It's an all female show. It's you are in it. I'm in it. It's an all female lineup at Tempe Improv. And it's going to be really exciting. It's my first time on that big of a stage. I'm really nervous. It's, I'm definitely not like, I'm in awe and humbled by the females that I'm going to be sharing the stage with that night. Yeah, me too. You, everyone else whose face is on that poster. Um, I know them, but yes, I, I'm glad. I love all female shows. I love female shows. Um, I love that people show up for female shows because everyone's like, you know, like, I feel like back in the day, they're like, no one's going to show up for a female show, you know, like, ugh, so stupid. The big thing. Um, well, Dana's hosting and, and she is off the hook. Funny. Yeah. Dana Whiston, shout out. Yeah. Yeah. She is. I love her video. She's doing more. Uh, she's doing animations now with her characters. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, uh, I don't even know what she uses, but it's pretty good, actually. And I'm like, I can see this as the show. Yeah. Voice for it, like I thought I'm hoping for. Um, or something like help out with it. But um, Improv's interesting because I have a story for you. I've always wanted to talk about it on the podcast um, for anyone who wants to know. Uh, but uh, I did, Tempe Improv is owned by the Stand Up Live owners, mm-hmm. right? And they own CB Live. Um, I worked at Stand Up Live and was like fired after the first week. Um, I wanted to open for um, Maria Bamford, the comedian. Uh-huh. She was yeah, coming yeah. like a week next week you know like that a week from like it was like uh, just in a few days or something and I just like asked my friends people who like are on my comedy mailing list I'm like I want to open for her like can you guys like message the club and just be like hey April should open for her they message the club a lot I guess I thought I would get two or three like maybe two people called the club and they um and stuff and like yeah like it was insane so I was like pretty scared to perform at stand-up live I'm not scared I thought it would happen eventually but I was just like because I got fired for having after the club like we can't have people contacting the club for you to perform so you're fired and I'm like meanwhile there's like comedians that are performed there but they're also waiters so but maybe they didn't do what I did or something. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I've, I don't have any familiarity with that club. But I'm at. I do typically open at least monthly for the comedy spot. And oh, okay, yeah, that's been a really great experience for me. Yeah, I like that place. Um, that's my first heckler was there actually. <laughs> and like, there was some. I think there was some like kids that were high or kids i mean like 18 and up they're probably hopefully yeah so i think it's cool i've got i gotta perform at stand up live and then 10 improv um i just can't believe i get to perform that's great <laughs> i'm like you know like don't take it for granted sort of thing and um mention that in case anyone was wondering i don't know if i told that story on the other episode 
Yeah, that's crazy yeah, that's that crazy that, that I mean it's so cool. What good what great fan base that you have that right. They were like impressed, but they're also like, we need to let you go. But hey, you have fans. I'm like, I'm like, I'm confused. Like what? <laughs> I'm confused on your reasoning on this. Uh, <laughs> I'm confused on what you're saying right now, but I was crying like profusely. So yeah, I would. Yeah. How long have you been doing comedy? Um, in, uh, stand up, and then like improv since, um, 2004, I would say like fun fun to kind of let loose and just a little bit but still be like some some of the shows need to be clean so you're still clean but um improv in fifth grade i would just start my own i did an improv troupe with myself basically because i was alone like just this alone mindset from the beginning since i was little and i would just do improv with myself like at home yeah i got it yeah imitate um do a lot of voice imitations as a kid. That's fun. Do you do any voice imitations? Do you, any characters that you've done? Uh, I don't. I'm not. I, I can do Valley Girl really good. Oh, I can, I can see that. Yeah. Everybody can. Uh, no, I don't. I've never been good at impressions, I don't think. You do an impression of me right now where you're a Valley Girl, but you just got out of a polygamous cult. Okay. So I had to escape and it was really hard because I like broke my nail when I was digging out of the um, wall and now my nail polish looks really bad, but I don't want to have five husbands and three wives. I just don't think, I mean, I don't know. I thought penguins mated for life. Oh, it's a heartbreaker at the end. You're like, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> it's like um, I watched a documentary where like the penguins were yeah, not being together. raped by their dads. Yeah. <laughs> like they were like a, a like a compound, but they all had their own per, like their own penguin, mm-hmm. right? There wasn't multiple sharing multiple penguins. Yeah, but she learned something. She learned- I learned something from a documentary. It's so. Bad. <laughs> Oh, it sounds good. I like it. Um, and that could be a thing. <laughs> um, it's it's weird how like there are things that are like cultish. Like penguins are actually kind of a cult, but like I feel they they have their own one penguin, right? That they. That's my understanding. Something. Yeah, that's my understanding. What I like is when I see a picture of puppies on Facebook, and the mom is with the puppies, but also the dad is there. Yeah. Is this like, does he know he's so, like, is he going against his instincts or going with his instincts as a dog <laughs> to be there for the puppies? Well, I don't think well, a lot of dogs are there a lot of, t- like, the daddies are there. They oh. just are sired and then. Or it's gray or something. <laughs> yeah. Hit and run, you know. 